get ready. We're about to start today's show and we're going to be talking about IT security, both for your business and personal. Stay tuned. Listen to indie-based entrepreneurs and business people, their experience and expertise. Have some laughs and learn along the way on this episode of Off the Circle, the Indianapolis business scene like you've never heard it before. Your hosts are Douglas Carr and Ryan Grimes. Welcome everybody to an inaugural version. It's not really the inaugural version of Off the Circle. We did, the reason why is because we we did a couple episodes like last year and we were going to start it, but then we stopped and now we're getting it off the ground again. And uh, with peer pressure with my co-host Ryan Grimes. Right, Ryan? Yes. Yeah, so like, hey, when are we doing this? I'm going to be at your office Thursday. Like, okay, I guess we're doing this podcast. Yeah, then. Let's do it. We're doing a podcast and we have... <laughs> Also with us, we have Adam Small from Agent Sauce. How you doing today, Doug? I'm doing fantastic, and uh, and I'm on your podcast too. Right, the Real Estate Marketing so, Blog wow. podcast. And then we have two quiet interns in the room that aren't on the microphone, but they're here. So if you hear a weird voice, it's <laughs> definitely one of them. <laughs> <laughs> we have Nathan Barrettson on. Uh, he's listening in and. And Nathan is doing all of our mixing now and everything. He's an intern with us. Uh, I, I should say an apprentice, not an intern with us. And so he's learned how to, I shouldn't say you're not learning how to podcast. You know how to podcast, but you're, you're getting some experience. So yeah, he's nodding. Yes. He, he's not speaking though. Yes, no. <laughs> <laughs> he's not near the mic. He's not, you're going to hear him on the intros and outros though. Oh, that's, okay. that's our voiceover for the intros and nice. outros. Okay. So yeah, there you go. And uh, today, oh wait wait, 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 we got Austin Day as well. Oh, I'm sorry. Austin yeah, he's I mean, away from the you mic. Introduce one, That's but not true. the other. You know, yeah. he's going to end up nodding as well. So, <laughs> yeah. you want to say hi, Austin? <laughs> His mic's off. So. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we this is the kind of show that it's going to be. We're going to have some fun. Uh, we're going to do this bi-weekly. We're bringing back kind of an old thing that we used to do way back in the day. Adam remembers back at DK New Media, we used to have like an open house podcast. Oh, yeah. Friday afternoons, 3 o'clock, we would get in there and, and uh, just a whole group of people would show up. and Yeah, talk people about randomly show up yeah. and everything. And so uh, if you're in Indianapolis and you're downtown, we are going to do this at 4 o'clock every single, uh, every other Thursday, I should say. And so, uh, and we might go to every week if, if, it, if it turns out good. But um, one of the things that we really wanted to do with this podcast was outside of having some fun with friends and getting them on the podcast, we also wanted to do a little bit of education for small businesses and uh, medium-sized businesses. Uh, and we wanted to promote businesses that maybe aren't getting in the spotlight. Maybe they're not on you know, um, IBJ and Inside Indiana Business who do a fantastic job, but you know, they have to focus on the big players in the market. So we want to talk about some of the small players in the market too. Cool. So, so without further ado, we decided that today we were going to talk about security and we're going to talk about, uh, your personal security online, as well as, you know, some of the things to think about with your business as well. And, um, our expert is sitting here 
Uh, <laughs> anxiously awaiting to jump all over the top. Yeah, Ryan's here, and uh, Ryan Ryan uh, owns a business, My IT Indie. He does um, remote administration and correction and hardware repair and networking. IT services uh, for small to medium businesses, everything from network infrastructure to VoIP phone systems, endpoint management, mobile device management. Uh, we basically are like your technological therapist. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> How many people do you talk down a day? <laughs> uh, friends, family. <laughs> oh wait, no, they're probably listening. Uh, <laughs> never mind. No, it's it, it's definitely when, when you when your business relies upon technology and the technology seems to be failing you at times. It's really a high stress environment. Yeah. Um, and we really try to be like the Xanax to the, those situations, and they do pop up, and we. By implementing good technology, uh, that, that does seem to take a lot of the stress off of business owners. Um, a lot of business owners, especially ones that have done it themselves for years and years and years, they may not have, you know, put the money in the appropriate places for their technology, and it, it they feel those ramifications sooner than had they yeah. done good technology to begin with. So we really advise them on on purchases, and we help them plan and consult, and it really helps them grow their companies really because they don't have to worry about the technology. Well, and, and I'll throw a first story. We're going to talk about horror stories today. <laughs> Absolutely. So I'll, I'll talk about the the first horror story. So so Ryan uh, Ryan takes care of our network and our 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 Max. And the first horror story was me finding out that I had a employee that was with me for several years who never ever 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 did an update. <laughs> so not a uh, single one. Not yeah. a single one. And so you know all of these major updates and critical updates on you know all of these uh, malware yeah, yeah, security yeah. you know everything else none of them were getting applied and so uh, Ryan did his magic and and put on a remote software that basically um, did that every time every time they logged out mm -hmm. <laughs> exactly <laughs> it applied everything that needed yep. applied yeah, so yeah. I didn't have to worry about it anymore <laughs> right, right, right. well that's that's you know People ask what the biggest tip we have for anybody using technology is, and that's the number one thing: is just update your software. And and I think people are still under this uh, bad assumption of, well, I'll wait for the patch to be out a week before I put because it out the there. Because the patch might break something else, right? Right. Yeah. And I yeah. think I think nowadays that's a really bad assumption. Yeah. A lot of times these patches are fixing something that is going crazy right now some malware that's spreading right now right and right. so the the faster you can get the patch on your phone or on your laptop or servers or whatever the better right right yeah those days are dead uh, in terms of you know holding back on releases you know technology and software has gotten so good at this point we don't see you know granted we we may see it sometimes i'm not saying we never see it but the majority of the cases people get run their updates and there's no issues really. Uh, they just don't see those things anymore. And one of the things we do for our clients is we do take control of that narrative, so they don't. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it like prompts them three times and then basically says, "Sorry, tough luck. Uh, you should have done this. We're we're rebooting your computer and doing all the updates." <laughs> Good. Uh, and, but it, it all forced, that work you just lost, it's your fault. <laughs> it's your fault. <laughs> well, we we do try to err on this side, and most of our clients are fine. We usually do try to call them because we do get notified. You know, hey, Doug has not done. Uh, no, this. 
it's not Doug. <laughs> well, Doug's got ADD on patches. Yeah. If I see if I see that something needs to updated, I'm like uh, right now. <laughs> OCD, not ADD. Oh yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah that'd be I'm the, ADD that'd be the about wrong. being OCD. <laughs> exactly, and you know the the huge WannaCry malware outbreak that happened. I mean, it, they're, they're measuring the damage in hundreds of millions of dollars in productivity. Yeah. Uh, lost downtime, and uh, I mean, it, 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 it could have been remedied by a six month old patch on Windows. Right. That people just weren't applying uh, for one reason or another. You know, Perfect uh, example. Exactly. And, you know, the Windows world is more susceptible to that than the Mac world because they traditionally have had major issues with software updates and, yeah. oh, look, this broke something. Oh, you can't print. Sorry. Uh, we'll fix that in two weeks. Yeah. Uh, so, it, it, you know, they're really hesitant to apply those updates. Well, those days are long gone. You know, Windows 10 is, for the most part, uh, a reliable operating system that you can patch as it says to. And they really, Microsoft is even rolling out a product by the end of the year called Microsoft 365. That is Office 365 plus management. Oh, wow. So you can literally buy a computer and Apple's done this for years. You can buy a computer, sign in on your account and it will, your Office 365 account and then it will fully manage your entire computer. Uh, any, it'll install Office automatically. It'll do a lot of things that, you know, are manual right now. Yeah. Um, and that takes away a lot of the stress of, you know, hey, is this thing patched? Is this, you know, where are the vulnerabilities? And the answer is there aren't any. Well, there always are, but there are less. Uh, that really negates the chances of something bad happening to your systems. Nice. Well, let's, uh, so that, so the first tip for everybody out there is don't wait. Yeah. Install your patches and updates and make sure that they're, they're App there. store on iOS devices. I mean, yeah. I routinely see, oh, look, you've got 37 app updates. Yeah. Let's get those patched. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. The, uh, the next one that I wanted to talk about was passwords. So oh, I got a horror story for passwords. Oh, let's hear it. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I used to be chief information officer for a $50 million a year company, right? And uh, one day the owners come to me and they say, hey, we're missing about $200,000 from our bank accounts. And they're trying to figure out what happened. And it turned out that uh, um, it was wire fraud, right? It was wire transfers. And uh, I was like, well, you know, we've got stuff in place to kind of help protect against that within the network phishing and all that stuff, right? Uh, it turns out that the uh, accountant was actually from home logging in and, and into the bank account for the company and doing administration, administrative stuff there. And she got fished at home. Ah, they grabbed the uh, keystroke password, keystroke recording, grabbed the password. And the funny part to me was that they were transferring $30,000 at a pop out over a two month period. And nobody picked up on this. Wow. You know, the, the CFO, <laughs> nobody else picked up on it. So it was a password issue because it was a phishing scam. Right. Mm -hmm. But how do you go two months without noticing that there are $30,000 withdrawals that, that, that don't, don't quite look right. You just imagine this sweaty room in Nigeria where each time they process the third each other yeah. up and down. Yeah. Yeah. It worked again. Oh my God. Yeah. We had it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> wow. How long do you think we can keep it up? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So so fishing is one of those things that uh, people continue to get you all know, the time. Know, I mean all the time. And, a, and Podesta a, got nailed. That that was the whole uh, Clinton thing was right. you got Clinton emails were because of phishing, yeah. right? Yeah. Right. It looks like an official email or whatever it is. So you click on the link right. and you enter your password and you're screwed. And I and I found out this is an interesting thing. 
that's why Facebook actually initiated doing previews of sites. Did you know that? It was, it was, and, okay. and Twitter followed suit. The reason why Twitter and Facebook auto preview sites was because of phishing scams on social media at first, where people will put, were putting a bum, you know, bitly link, link or whatever oh. that was hiding their stuff. And so they started showing previews of the page and everything to try to stop that, which oh. was kind of interesting. And it yeah. seems like mail needs to, you know, follow suit and, and do the same thing. Yeah. We've even seen it with as simple as a pop-up window. Oh, look, it looks just like my Office 365 login. I better type in my username oh, and yeah. password. We had right. the CEO of uh, one of our clients get fished in China. And it was 70,000 emails later. Uh, they're, oh. they're like, well, how did this happen? It's like, well, he just typed in his password into a pop-up window. <laughs> there's there's yeah. literally nothing I can do to fix that problem other than educate. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And and a lot of them I've seen like google.com dot. Yeah. something oh, dot yeah. where, ch where dot yeah you know mm -hmm. yeah it yeah. looks official because it's got the domain name but they up use, early but they use the they use it as a country mm -hmm. and subdomain yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 and so you know with phishing the only thing I mean it's just a stupidity th I no I'm not gonna say stupidity because then I'm gonna make someone feel stupid out there look too if, late if you see a link <laughs> in an email and it looks too good to be true you know, then look at what, where is that link actually going? Mm -hmm. You know, and you right. can typically, you know, look at the bottom of your status bar on the bottom of the screen and see where it's going to and make sure that it's going to well, the appropriate and, and place. For me, one of the things that I do, and I, I used to have to tell my mom this, don't click on the link. Yes. Right. If, you know, eBay's telling you that you've got to update your credit card password, just open up the browser and go to eBay exactly. itself. Yep. They're going to tell you. Great if, advice. If they got a problem, they're going to tell you. And the same goes for any other site. Just open up the browser and go there yourself. They're going to have an alert that directs you in the right place. I do like, too, that a lot of companies now, a lot of the software as a service companies are putting uh, enterprise flexibility in where you can add users. So like the accountant, you know, mm -hmm. that you had mentioned uh, or you had mentioned, Adam, the, the accountant could have had their own login and password that might have been a read-only right. where they couldn't transfer money or do anything like right, that. And right. it seems like a lot more software-as-a-service companies are getting savvy at Well, that. and two-factor authentication is playing in there as yeah. well, you know, mm -hmm. and, and it's a shame because this was just before two-factor authentication became really big. Yeah. Uh, started to really catch on. You know, if there had been a two-factor authentication with a, another token or something that changed according to time and then uh, they may have been able to avoid right. that altogether. FBI came in, took her computer from home as well as her uh, work computer, and they couldn't do anything. They never got the money back. So wow, yeah, they just had to eat two hundred grand. Oh my god! And and I noticed. Uh, uh, so Lifeline Data Centers is a client of mine, mm -hmm. and they talk about this. They were they did a presentation at Taft Law one day, and they were talking about this kind of situation right the fascinating thing is that businesses now are getting insurance to against cover that against that but you know what almost no payouts because the terms of the insurance are that all patches are up to date all hardware is up to date everything is up to date in your company like and Not so just what, that computer, but so across the board. Exactly. So what happens is, let's say your business gets taken for $200,000. The first thing the insurance company does is come in and do an audit. And they find one phone that's not patched. And they say, sorry, 
you know, you're not in compliance with the insurance policy, we're not paying for it. And so it's a, you know, so these companies think that they have protection, but unless they're up on their security and actually maintaining security, they're, they're almost never going to get that money back. Exactly. And that's one of the, when we ha- we engage with a client and have a contract with them, we have minimum levels for OS on any device that they have on there. And if it's, you're going to use Windows XP, I'm sorry, that device needs to, be, unless yeah. it's running some ex- super expensive router that cuts signs that it would be like $80,000 to replace. We'll just put that on its own separate little network and you know, not yeah. let it on the internet. <laughs> yeah. Isolate it. But you know, the, we, we ensure that that stuff is taking place. And we have had situations like that where like, yeah, all their systems are up to date. Here's the report on all their systems and they did get Perfect. their money back. Oh, so. nice. Perfect. That's and good. we are insured for stuff like that so that if anything happens, that goes well, Because you know that if the customer ends up not getting the insurance money, they're coming after <laughs> yeah. you, right? <laughs> exactly. That errors and emissions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's worth its weight in gold. But yeah, I mean, it's really worth even, let's say you're a large enough company, you need to have a full-time person doing this. Yeah. Um, what we see a lot of is they start doing this and then they get busy with other stuff or like, hey, you know, there's nothing disastrous going on today. Why don't you uh, go work on marketing or something like that? Or, you know, right. we'll work on this policy or procedure. Then they've taken their eyes off the prize and then something bad happens and then you've got to backtrace. So, well, yeah, I haven't been working on that for two months since I've been on this other project. Right. And then, you know, if, if somebody specific doesn't own it, then nobody owns it. Yeah. I even, uh, I'll even mention even like with WordPress updates and stuff, right. so website updates, I would rather apply the patch and break the site and fix it than not apply the than patch. Than not apply the patch, you know? yeah, absolutely. And that's another one that I see often out well, there. Especially with something like WordPress because the more popular the software is, the more mm-hmm. people are probing it. You know, yeah. That's why Microsoft, insofar as viruses and stuff, has such a, a, a vulnerability yeah. because it's on so many computers, it's the easy one to pick. Yeah, and, 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 and a lot of times servers are on these shared environments exactly. where once, once something gets in the root, you know, it, it just spreads to every yeah. single, you yeah. know, every single site. And so, um, so you, you'd mentioned two factor authentication, right? And I am a huge believer in two factor authentication. And I think that everybody should be applying that. You can have it on Twitter. You can have it on Facebook. You can have it on everything. And a and lot so, of bank accounts, everything bank accounts. Yeah. And so, um, for anybody who doesn't know what two-factor authentication, it's basically you have to log into two different places to make anything work. And so you log into your Chase account, and then it's going to text you and say, "Here's a code that you put in, you know, for the next level of of authentication." Or it might be Google Authenticator, an app that you open to get a code, or Facebook has one. Um, and and I I'm telling you, I'm telling everybody do it just do it you'll get used to it and one of the nice things that i noticed even on on iphone is now when you get a message when you get a text message it pops over the screen and Mm so it's great for two-factor authentication because you might be on a linkedin and it asks for your code and you have your code uh, you you don't have to memorize the six-digit code pop back and forth between the apps on your iphone yeah and so i i almost think that they did that on purpose that now you get text messages over the screen um and so you can keep typing and everything but i i would highly recommend that to everybody because it's i i notice um i have an account uh logmein.com and they send me alerts probably once a month that somebody 
tried to log in from China, tried to log in from Pakistan, tried to like they're getting they're getting beat up left have, and right. Have you ever run um security uh plugin on WordPress? Oh yeah. They've got a uh they've got a thing where somebody tries to log in, it can email you and uh you got to turn it off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you do because yeah. cuz uh what I end up with is um you know, every site hits me, you know, at least once a day, I, I, yeah. I get hit with an email saying somebody's trying to log in from, you know, Russia, India, Pakistan, e- United States even. Um, but then I've got one site in particular that just must be a target, right? Because I'll, I'll get once or twice a week, I'll, I'll get where somebody's trying to log in and, and it's hundreds of times, thousands of times in a very short yeah. period, I have to go ban the IP addresses. And then I have to play this game where I spend about 20 minutes um, because they switch the IP addresses up. Nice. So I ban one IP address and I wait for it to come again. <laughs> and then I ban that one. And then after about 20 minutes, they stop, you know? Um, so they so they either got in or, or you know, yeah. they, they, they moved on. But a, um, and yeah, So yeah. for people listening, it's just brute force, right? Exactly. They have a database of passwords or they have an algorithm that they're repeating and they're just hitting your Chase account over and over, or they're hitting your Facebook account over and over, and right. they're trying to get the right password. Well, if you have two-factor authentication, they will never get in, Right. period. You know, Because they'll never have that second piece. They'll never have it, Because yeah. that second piece, uh, I don't know if you explained it earlier or not, but that second piece actually changes based on yeah. time, date, that sort of thing. It's, it regularly changes so that it's very hard to duplicate right. what that second piece and, is. And two-factor authentication is, I think every major service now offers it. I mean, WordPress has it, uh, you know, Facebook has it, Twitter has it, uh, LinkedIn has it, you know, so go into your security settings and turn on two-factor authentication and just get used to having your phone next to you whenever you log in somewhere. Yep. Yeah, Apple does it by default when you set up any iOS device or even any computer now. Uh, they will, That's right. as soon as you type in your iCloud information, it all goes ding, 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 ding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your, your watch is beeping, your headphones are beeping, <laughs> yeah. your TV is beeping, your your phone is beeping, your tablet's beeping, yeah. and you're like, oh my God. <laughs> and some of it's, some of it's kind of cool, like Google, uh, like Chrome, you can actually tie your Chrome login with your bookmarks and history. And right, everything. they'll sync it across devices, yeah. which is yeah. a nice Which is kind of cool. Yeah. I think Safari does that. Yeah, well. it does yeah. do it through iCloud. Yeah, yeah. It, it's so. same thing with pictures and stuff. You can uh, have them on all your devices, so you don't have to. Oh God, I got to text myself those pictures now. So then uh, we talked about that. Let's talk about passwords themselves. So I'm a huge fan of Dashlane, mm-hmm. and I know there's one password is out there too, which is basically my password repository. And so I have a different password basically for everything no two passwords are the same. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I control it all with Dashlane, which has a master password. So if somebody got my Dashlane, I'm done. But, but right. <laughs> so well, you so have a single point of failure. Yeah. I do have two-factor authentication <laughs> on Dashlane. But, uh, but the thing that I just love about that, again, is a lot of people like one password and then they use the password over and over, over again. and over which, again. Which is why if it gets hacked on one site, you're just opening yourself up across the board. Yep, absolutely. Say that again. Which is, which is why if you get hacked on one site, you're opening yourself up across the board. Yeah, absolutely. And so, so, um, and and I've seen you know some people do cool tricks with that. Like maybe it's, you know, if the domain is you know Google.com, they take le, 
you know, the last two letters before the dot and they start their password with that or something. So, so you know what I mean? So no, I've never heard of that trick. Yeah. So, so no matter what, and site, now I'll never use it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he just gave away this. Well, the, the idea password. is, the idea is even if you just want to, you know, create one password and use it everywhere, right, 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 you have yeah. some kind of clue as far as doing that. Well, um, why not just use your birthday? I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> I could use a birthday, a kid's name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. That scene, uh, uh, True Lies movie, where uh, they're trying to crack a password, and the guy says, oh, it could take us months to do this, and they start to walk away. Done. <laughs> it, it was birthday and kid's name or something like yeah. that. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, and, th and the algorithms that these hackers have are great. You know, once they get a, a set of information, you know, they just keep trying and trying and trying. Right, so. right. Yeah, it's terrible. Um, but, but you know, password repositories are really coming along, I think, and, and getting good. I think 1Password did get hacked at one time a long time ago. Um, so I don't want to, but, but um, you know, they're, I, I figure those guys, the only thing they have to do is not get hacked. That's 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 about their <laughs> only job in life. Job. Yeah, they got <laughs> one job. What? That's a big job. <laughs> it is, yeah. Especially when you become a target because the larger the, the password uh, uh, business is, yeah. the uh, larger a target they're going to become because of Absolutely. Know, the simple fact that their passwords are in there. Right? Absolutely. Um, the... Uh, if, if you guys ever want to check to see whether your account has been compromised, there's a great site. It's have I been pwned. Um, so it's uh, H-A-V-E-I-B-E-E-N-P-W-N-E-D.com. And what these guys do is they basically every time someone's breached and that, and that data is put public on the dark web or anything um, they add it to their database and so you can just look up your username or email address on I have been pwned and see and I'm not I'm not gonna say see if I'm gonna say see where yeah. <laughs> your account has been compromised you're gonna find it on there so um, so check that out if you get a chance and and the great thing is is you're gonna be able to see like this is they have 230 breaches across 4 billion uh, accounts, um, you know, and so so you're going to be able to check across 230 different breaches whether your email address or username has ever been compromised. And I'd, I'd highly recommend um, that you use the site and check and then go to those sites, turn on two-factor authentication. You know, I wouldn't just change my password. I would turn on two-factor authentication and then, uh, and then that's it. Mm -hmm. So... You had a horror story. Oh, yeah. Which one? Uh, the, the, uh, Dropbox one? Yeah, the okay. Dropbox one. Listen to this, guys. This, is, all right, this so, is scary. All right. So one of the things we deal with, this is Ryan again, by the way, uh, we deal with is uh, disaster recovery. We have, our, off, our main offering is called business continuity disaster recovery because when something bad happens, how do we get you back up to where you need to be? Um, and that's really what one of our uh, major offerings and what you're paying for because as a business you can't be down uh, so basically everyone loves dropbox everyone thinks dropbox is the greatest thing on earth but here's a use case where it will be your worst nightmare uh, so let's say there, there's a user named doug um, that likes to click on everything and <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have two-factor authentication and click, click, click on every email attachment he gets. Well, Doug has mysteriously encrypted his entire hard drive with uh, malware. 
with ransomware. Uh, ransomware is is a tool that people use to extort money from you. Basically, they say, hey, if you want your data back and your hard drive unencrypted, send three bitcoins to this address and we'll give you the key to unlock your data. If you don't have backups, there is really no way you're ever going to unencrypt that hard drive. So Doug, click, 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 and encrypts his entire hard drive, which happens to house his Dropbox data for his entire company of 300 people on it because they all like Dropbox. So what happens is that Dropbox says, oh, cool, all these files have changed. So all the files that were on there before have now been deleted, so we're going to delete them from everyone else's computers. The new files that Doug so courteously put on here for everybody else are being uploaded to the cloud. So what happens then is that everybody gets those encrypted files, including the encryptor. So Adam over here is like, man, what's this thing from Doug? You know, this is great. I love this stuff. It's click, 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 click. Wait, my computer now has the lock screen on it. And it, it's just like this cascading waterfall of terror. Yeah. Uh, and it, it, the thing is, it doesn't take days. It doesn't take weeks. This can happen in like five minutes across yeah. an entire company, especially as you utilize these file syncing solutions that can, you know, anybody can be working anywhere in any files. You can be anywhere in the world and all of a sudden your entire computer is encrypted. Um, and again, uh, some of the encryption deals with, you know, not patching your computers, but people click on a lot of stuff they shouldn't be clicking on. So that is a direct action. And I don't care what software you run, if you click on things enough, you'll, you will have terrible things happening to you. Yeah. And yes, this is a real life story that happened to one of our clients and we were able to get their stuff back. But it was one thing our, our contracts don't cover is recovery from ransomware if you intentionally sure. did it yeah. yourself yeah. <laughs> yeah it was a very expensive project yeah. uh for them and it was you know it's it's one of the costs of doing business and it sucks and uh by the way a new statistic says if 40 percent of all ransomware cases where the ransom is paid do not get their data back uh because wow. what they do is yeah. it, they disable the email accounts on the remote server because they're never in the United States or in like Russia or yeah. some uh, some place like that, and they just disable the email account so they, they never get they're never able to respond and get you your keys back. So Wait, you you're telling them, me dishonest thieves? I know, right? Don't have the decency. <laughs> <laughs> we, I mean, we're laughing about this, but there was a sheriff's office in Northern Indiana lost eight years of evidence. Oh my God. For trials. I a lot, mean, this, a lot of criminals went free, huh? Yeah. I was like, well, <laughs> how do you come back from that? Like, I, I can, a business, I mean, you're just done. Like, if your stuff is encrypted, all your intellectual property is done. You, you mean, how do you continue on? But a police department that's, you know, legally responsible for protecting these documents. Well, you know, one of the things I, I would say is probably a, a good backup strategy mm -hmm. um, is, is a, a uh, fallback mm -hmm. on that. Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, again, as a chief information officer, I was paranoid about losing that data mm. because, you know, so we so much of what we did was uh, data driven anyway, and uh, you know it was backed up, you know, a couple of times mm -hmm. a day. But you know and what Offsite and all that stuff. So you wind up getting so much data that all of a sudden the backup stopped working, and then well, you know, and, I mean that, that was something yeah. that, that again you you should regularly check. And, and you know the problem with it is is that small businesses most of them just don't have the resources yeah. for that sort of thing, you know? And it's not uh, cheap so. either. No, and it's, it's not. We, we have devices we sell that literally take 15 minute snapshots of any Windows server you have. Right. And, and so theoretically, like somebody goes postal, takes a 45 and shoots a server. 
Yeah. We could have you back up and running in half an hour on a virtualized version of that server. But still, I mean, that, that's a monthly fee that a lot of people are like, that's just too well, much. Right, yeah. right. Well, it comes into the resources, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, whether it be physical resources, mm-hmm. financial resources, manpower resources, it just... I cheat on some expensive. of that stuff. So I have my client drive on Google Drive, which is basically kind of a Dropbox. Mm-hmm. And so my client data... I know is both backed up in the cloud and on Google Drive. <laughs> so I have, in, I have it in two different places. Yeah. The issue we see with that is the the time to restore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's downtime. You know, we had a we had immaculate backups of a client server, and it still took us a week to get them back up and running because we had to get them you know reinstall Windows. Yeah. Re, yeah. Re, it's the whole process. Oh. Yeah, yeah, it's a whole and process. And they're just sitting there staring at us going, we're losing money. I said, yes, I know. And we ended up putting one of those appliances in there now. And like their server could explode and we'd have them back up and running in under half an hour. You know, it brings up a, another good thing. And this is, you know, uh, I'm going to go. My business, of course, is on the marketing side, you know, mm-hmm. but site hosting. And we had a, a client say to us this, it was last week. Um, we wanted to put them on Flywheel, which is a host that we use for WordPress. Mm-hmm. And um, and they said, they literally said, I have to, how do I explain to my board why I need to increase my hosting costs, you know, 465%. And, um, and I said to them, and they were hosted on a cheap host, you know, basically. And, and I said, well, I said, you're getting about $1,000 a month in development done on your website and you don't have any backups and you don't have a staging area. And so when the developer slips up, accidentally deletes a core template. And there's no if on that. No. It's, yeah. it's a when. It's a when, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Developers are human. Yeah. Yeah. They mess up. I mess up all and I, the time. Yeah, and I said, <laughs> when that happens, how much is that worth? Yeah. You know? If you have a thousand dollars a month and your site's three years old, you know you got thirty six thousand dollars that's invested into your website, and you're literally for twenty dollars a month putting all of that at risk. But if you're investing a thousand dollars a month in development on your website, it's worth so much more than that because you're generating revenue and income. Yeah, you're absolutely right. That. So, right. so yeah, way more than. But that. it's just that you know that thinking of that you know it's just like your you know your service Ryan is an insurance policy that's what it is you're saying hey yes you're doing all of this stuff but to provide a level of insurance for your business spend this much money so that we can make sure Mm -hmm. things are restored and things can come back and i always tell people that that there's a peace of mind there that i know every single night their site is backed up i know that i have a staging area and a production area i know that those are done off-site i know that you know so i don't mind paying that money i pay it for all of my sites you know and um when you lose your site for the first time that's when you figure out how you know how petrified you know it is it's terrible what do you mean all my data is gone yeah yeah what do you mean the three thousand blog posts that we had you know for the last 10 years have disappeared Mm -hmm. (laughs) sorry (laughs) that even applies to home users and stuff you know the cloud is there more you know you got your itunes music and your photos online and all that stuff but you know the videos and things you have you know, videos of your you know, we've had to tell multiple right. people, i'm sorry the video of your child being born is gone yeah because you didn't take the time to do backups and like well i 
you know, people assume the cloud is backed up. They're like, no, it's not. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, really yeah. not. It's not backed up, and it's 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 one of the biggest misnomers out there for technology. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in fact, we had it. We had it happen before we hired your services. Mm-hmm. We had someone that had, um, you know, what what what's a, a time machine set up? Yep. Well, one day the time machine didn't connect or whatever. It threw an error. The user just clicked the error, never restarted it, never troubleshot mm-hmm. it, never anything. And so that was the day that her backup stopped yep. on her computer, you know? And so when she lost something, I was like, oh, well, let's open up Time Machine and get it back. Oh, Time Machine hasn't run in six months. Yep. <laughs> You're done. Yeah. Sorry. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. And uh, with the evolution of technology, we don't, for business users, the backing up the, the endpoints is okay. Uh, we do that for the executives simply because you know they tend to have more personal stuff on their computers. Uh, but it's really the cloud that we back up now. You know, even Office 365 or Google Apps, they say they back up an archive, but recovery is a logistical nightmare. So yeah. we employ third-party utilities that do log in and make sure that your backups are hosted somewhere other than on their services. You're <laughs> uh, geolocated well, yeah, somewhere I back, else. I backed my Google up to Google. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, how's that yeah. working out for you? Uh, but it, you know, it just one more layer of security because you know what happens if a, if one of their employees says, you know what, I'm out. Select all, delete. There's your email. We're like, oh, that's cute. You're locked out. Everything's restored, and now your boss is notified that you did that. And you're you're nice. You're fired. You didn't quit. Yeah, you got yeah. fired. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You you just said something that was important, and I want to chime in on that. And that's your <laughs> who, who me your, your password recovery email. Your password recovery oh, right. email. If you're on Gmail, probably shouldn't be your yeah. Gmail email. Yeah, probably address. not. Yes, yes, yes. And so a lot of those services again have where you can put in two different email addresses for password recovery. And a a recommendation there is have some weirdo, have a, I don't care, Hotmail or whatever, but but have some other strange email address where that's your password recovery email address. And use that with everything too, because we've seen that as well. People's email gets wiped out hacked or whatever mm-hmm. and it's the only one they have for all of their accounts you know they can't get to their bank account anymore they can't passwords are changing it happened to my daughter my daughter has one email address and someone hacked her facebook account mm-hmm. well the first thing they did was go change the email address on, on her facebook account accounts, right so that you know and of course i was i was literally i have no idea who this person was or what side of the earth they were on but i was running at the same speed that they were. And thank God I got our mobile authentication turned on, you know, and I was able to catch it and change, change everything back. But, but it's a scary thing. Um, I found a, I found an infographic online. So this is pretty good. Seven steps to protect your online security. So creating strong passwords, of course. Um, and I, and I've read some stuff on that, that the word thing doesn't really work as well as people thought. Oh, like the sentence or phrase. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. And, and neither does the asterisk star, blah, 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 that the algorithms now. Or, you know, uh, are are actually testing. Well, they've only been recommending that sort of password for you know ten years yeah. or more, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> exactly. You know. So, have a password recovery email uh, ha- uh, dedicated uh, is a is a good idea, and make sure you know if you're on Google that your password recovery email is not on, on Google. Google. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what could go wrong? Yeah, yeah exactly. So um, I found an infographic online and I just want to talk this one through. Um, 
it just had some steps, you know, create strong passwords, rethink your answer to security questions. So security questions is kind of an old technology. And now all of our information is online. So your, your kids, your dog's name, everything else. So, uh, you know, people can look up your security answers pretty easy. Right. Um, opt in for two factors authentication. Um, if you, if you've never done it before, just try, just, just go try, go look it up on like Facebook and, and turn it on and you'll see how it works. And it's pretty easy. Um, protect your Wi-Fi with a password. So, um, story there, my parents, my, my dad had, uh, Verizon put in the house down in Florida, uh, which is pretty cool. Verizon's services are pretty amazing down there. Um, and, uh, and I said, dad, what's your Wi-Fi password? He says, I don't have any Wi-Fi, you know, and I have everything wired, you know, That'll never catch on. Yeah. Cause my, well, my dad was a big security. Well, the internet. internet's a fad. Yeah. yeah my, I don't know why you need more than what was it? 512 K every, yeah, yeah. you know, 640. Well, no, my dad was like all about security. Like he, he didn't want a Wi-Fi. He didn't want any to be able. And I said, no, I, I think you have a Wi-Fi network. And he argued with me and argued with me. And I, I went into his office and picked up the router and sure enough, the default Wi-Fi with the default admin login for the router was there. Now think about this for a second. Verizon was the only carrier in their neighborhood. So Verizon was installing Wi-Fi at all of his neighbor's houses using the default login and password. And I told him, I said, anybody could have been in your network anybody because all I did was I Googled the router model number and logged into his router and I had total control over his network. And so change your Wi-Fi, you know, change your network. You can even hide your network name if you want to. And I mean, it doesn't really matter, right? No, it doesn't matter at all. I mean, people can detect it even when it's hidden. So, um, but definitely change your login and password for your router and for your Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> we've even, uh, for, for residential people, we've even recommended setting them three SSIDs, uh, simply for one for family. So you and your kids and your, your, your dog can have Wi-Fi, yeah. uh, set up a uh, utilities Wi-Fi network for oh, like nice. Nest thermostats or your refrigerators that are Wi-Fi or you know, any of those devices now, oh, uh, that way. So if you change a family one for any reason, you don't change utilities one and then have a guest network that anyone can get on. And then, um, do like a bandwidth limiter on it so that people aren't going to come, you know, oh, your kids are going to come over and hop on and stream Netflix. And all of a sudden your Netflix doesn't work. Right. Uh, because, right. you know, it's all about me and my Netflix. Uh, and that really, you know, it, 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 you, what you have to do is you have to get rid of that piece of junk router they give you. I mean, right. disable the Wi-Fi, get a good wireless network. Go get a Nighthawk, right? Night, uh, Nighthawks Nighthawk. are great. Yeah. Uh, if you have a bigger house, we've done some cloud-based ones, nice. uh, Open Mesh. Uh, nice. We've done Ubiquity has set up, so it's, a, it's a, like you administer it through a, a web page, and you can have them all sync the same SSIDs and passwords. And as houses get bigger and you know more brick and uh, you know steel refrigerators and stuff, you know those all affect Wi-Fi signal, and it really just makes more sense to do that and makes your life easier. Yeah, um, change the name of your router. The, uh, the site says it, and it's for a good reason. It's because when people see the default naming of your SSID, 
they know that you haven't changed any like, of the settings. Like Linksys was the world's biggest ISP at one point because <laughs> yeah, yeah. the default was to be an open Wi-Fi network. Yeah, yeah Link, I remember driving a Meridian. And, like, do you want to join Linksys? Do you want to join Linksys? Do you want to join Linksys? Like, no, stop. And that was before you could disable that on iPhones. <laughs> I like the guys that name them as like FBI van yeah. and stuff. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So on your router, again, change the preset password on your router. Again, that's not your Wi-Fi password. That's right. You know, that's the device password itself. Yeah. And take a look at the security options on your router. Typically, they're pretty good. Mm -hmm. A lot of times they, they have some, you know, stuff that stops it. Um, you just said it, create a guest account. So so do that. And then, um, and then some of the firewalls on routers are pretty good because they will actually block some malware and and some uh, viruses. Well, if, if they're made by Netgear, they may actually help spread it too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if they had a few little security holes in their firmware. Oops. Yeah, oops. Uh, people, especially on metered connections, like, why am I going through like three terabytes of data a month? I'm not even home. Because <laughs> you have... Your router's been yeah, owned. Your yeah. router's selling pills on well, the that, internet. Exactly. Well, that's, you know, some of these cloud-based services, they automatically update your firmware or at least email you when there's an update and you just do it. You would think, you would think that Dropbox would have a virus and malware checker you would think that. at the corporate level wouldn't you you would think that it's just a matter of catching it in time yeah you know? it's some people are bound I'm to determine with all of the data that they have they oh, yeah. and they want speed so they don't mm -hmm. want to have to crawl your data before but yeah. it just seems to me like that would be a no-brainer and they may have improved it since then it just this was about six or eight months ago so yeah I, I know they've made improvements in this area i don't specifically know what they've done so any other any other advice you think for for folks uh, just don't get on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The only safe place on the internet is in the backwoods with no well, cell phones. That's another one that I joked with my dad about. My dad was, you know, I was like, you know, I, I could send you the money. Just, you know, do you have an online banking or whatever? I don't do that online banking. And I, you know, I had to explain to him, no, you don't access your online banking, but you're on online. Like everything's online. Right. Now. right. Just because you don't ever log into the account doesn't mean Even that it doesn't exist. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, awesome. This is a good conversation, Ryan, for folks, uh, let folks know how to get a hold of you because this is your business. This sure. is what you do for them. Our website is myitindy.com. Our, our Facebook page is facebook.com slash myitindy. Uh, you can email us at info at myitindy.com uh, or even friend me on Facebook if you're cool enough. Fantastic. But uh, if you're interested in coming down, being on the show, uh, we are more than, you are more than welcome to come down and, and uh, spend the Thursday afternoon with us. Thanks, everybody. And uh, thank you guys for coming in for this inaugural kind of edition of Off the Circle. The Enjoyed it. Yeah. Absolutely a blast. <laughs>